Dear friends, and welcome to the It Is Well podcast. I'm your host, Danny Hardy, and it means so much to me that you have tuned in today. I pray that in this culture of uncertainty and busyness, that we can exhale collectively and find the space to say, It is well, no matter what we are facing today. If you're a fan of this podcast and believe in its content, I ask that you take the time to write a review leave a rating, and share it with a friend. Chances are, if you enjoy it, someone else will too. Today's podcast is a bit heavier and a little different than anything else I've ever done. But y'all, it's so important and so impactful. Before we recorded, my guest and I, as always, um, covered this in prayer and really labored with the Lord, but we did so even more with this topic as to what and how much we should share May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so I thought it was a timely topic for us to pause and discuss at length. According to Mental Health America, one in five people will experience a mental health illness at some point in their lives, while everyone, y'all, everyone faces challenges in life that can impact mental health. So today we're talking about the real and raw topic of mental health and wellness what it looks like in our everyday lives to take our thoughts captive, to be in control of our mental well-being, what to do when we need help, the importance of removing the stigma of mental illness from our society, and so much more. This conversation is so rich, y'all. The passage of scripture that most readily comes to my mind when I think about mental health and wellness is from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3-5, through 5, and it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Mm. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. There is a battle for our souls, and we must have our heads in the game in doing our part to win the battlefield of our minds. We must gain awareness about our mental well-being so that we can continue or even begin to care for ourselves in the natural and spiritual. Y'all, I'm incredibly honored to introduce you today to my guest and friend in ministry, PJ Yarbrough. PJ is an absolute joy to know and be around. She has a beautiful story of redemption, and she does an incredible job of leveraging her story for the glory of God and the work of the kingdom. I hope that you not only enjoy our conversation, but that you gain insight and knowledge. I pray that our conversation spurs you towards a greater awareness of your own mental health and ways you can better care for yourself, as well as helping you to be more aware of those around you. I hope you enjoy. Take a listen. Guys, I'm so excited to welcome to the show today my friend in ministry, PJ Yarbrough. And y'all, there's such a treat in store for you today because she's such just a joy and she has so much wisdom. Um, I just love her so much. So I'm going to let her introduce herself to you um, and just tell you a little bit about herself. So PJ, tell us who you are, um, family, ministry, career, just all of the things about your wonderful self. Well, it is such a great honor and a pleasure to be talking to you, my dear friend, Danny, and to all of your listeners. I love you and I love your ministry. I love your heart for ministry, Mm -hmm. as well as everyone who I have had the pleasure of meeting at the Grace Church through our connections there. I am excited to be talking with you today (laughs) and um, just a little bit about myself. Starting from my childhood, mm-hmm. I was born in Russellville, Arkansas, and due to my biological parents being unable to care for me, I ended up in foster care, Right. and then later was adopted along with my three biological sisters, which mm-hmm. was an amazing mm-hmm. gift from God mm-hmm. that happened at age six. I grew up in Callion, Arkansas, and attended the Northlid High School 
or the Northlet schools, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, my family and I now a days um, are in El Dorado, Arkansas, right. and that includes my husband, Larry, mm-hmm. and we have been married 20 years today. Oh, awesome. We have our, our oldest son is LJ, and he's 18, and our youngest is Lance, who's 16. Mm-hmm. They are amazing blessings to Larry D. and I. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband has been the pastor of Changing Lives Ministries mm-hmm. for the last 14 years, right. and I gladly serve alongside him in any capacity that I can be of service to God's kingdom. Amen. And I love, in particular, women's ministry mm-hmm. and children's ministry. Mm-hmm. In addition to ministry for women and children, I also find myself with my career having the same focus. Mm-hmm. I am in my 20th year of education. Awesome. And um, that began as an elementary teacher and later I transitioned to the early childhood community. Mm-hmm. My work has been for the last 15 years primarily supporting early childhood professionals as a mentor, coach, and professional de- development trainer. Yeah. My current employer is the University of Arkansas Fayetteville Mm -hmm. Early Care and Education Project. Awesome. One other thing that I did get a chance to do within that 20 years is I was the executive director and administrator of the Agape House Children's Home. Mm -hmm. It has since closed, but I was so amazed at how God allowed me to have that 18 months to go back to where I began. Mm. And so I was able to minister to children and their families and really get an up close and personal look into what my life once looked like. Wow. And you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. God really showed me with that experience just how much he loves me and yeah. I was able to tell others how much he also loves them. Mm. So that's a little bit about me and um, I'm just a, a lady who loves Jesus and Amen. and who wants to share him with any Uh, any person or Mm -hmm. anybody, I get a chance to do that. Amen. Amen. And what you guys cannot tell from her voice is that she's also gorgeous. um, And is like, you are. And it's (laughs) like, one to know one. (laughs) (laughs) It is like so full of style, you guys. Um, And like her family, when you and Larry were at, at Grace a few months back, y'all were just this most stylish couple in the room. um, Just looking so good. <laughs> well, you know what I say for me, I can't say this for him, but I do a lot of thrift shopping and I always tell everybody God will at the goodwill. Amen, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love um, just the joy that you are and the joy that you bring um, to any room that you're in. You always have the biggest smile and just your presence you. is um, just full of life and love and energy. And it's so cool. I love how your story, you were telling that and how you shared that God brought you full circle um, to allow you to to minister back to the same kinds of children um, in the same positions that you yourself were in as a child. And um, he does just beautiful work in us. And I'm so thankful for that. And I'm thankful for your life and your ministry. Um, I've sat under your teaching a few different times and, of course, read your book, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm just thankful for your influence. It's absolutely beautiful. To God be the glory for all the things that he has done, he is doing, and he will do. I do know that it is not in my own strength that I've been able to do any of that. And I say, likewise, I am so blessed by your ministry and the eloquency that you are gifted with to use words to encourage God's people. Amen. And I'm just thankful for this opportunity to once again share with you in ministry. Amen. Amen. So um, the other day when I was, you know, we were talking and planning for this podcast and I was on Instagram and just, you know, taking a few minutes to just scroll and let my mm-hmm. mind wander a little bit. And I came across um, Sarah Jakes Roberts across her profile. Love her. Oh, so good. I mean, so, so much depth and so much um, personality to go with it. I just love it. Um, And she said something that was so poignant and so relative to this conversation. She said, may you finally begin to confront what's in you so that God can reveal where the treasure is within. And 
I had to read that like six times, you know. Mm. Um, but I just believe that God has something within each of us to reveal as a treasure. Um, but we first yes. have to confront ourselves. We have to confront sure. our past and our present and our pretenses and our processes or any prejudices in order to wow. really pinpoint that our potential. And I know that's a lot of peas, mm. y'all. So I'm going to say oh. it again. <laughs> this is a lot of peas. But we have mm-hmm. to confront our past, our present, mm-hmm. pretenses, our processes, and prejudices in order to pinpoint our potential. And so good. Yeah. I mean, and God just gave me that the other day after I read that statement from Sarah Jakes Roberts and help me identify that I've been on this journey of confronting myself for years, confronting all of those things within me so that God can reveal a treasure that's already inside of me. Um, And he's navigating me on that journey. And I know that he's leading all of us on a journey of self-confrontation, right? And we often have to conquer our own mental health and our own mental wellness and spiritual and emotional well-being in order to confront ourselves so that God can reveal what's inside of us. And I Mm -hmm. know for you, PJ, like just from what I know about you and from the messages that I've heard you preach and the stories that are inside of your book, I know you've had your own journey towards mental health, and that's really impacted your relationship with the Lord and your ministry. And I just wonder if you'll be so vulnerable with us to share your personal journey towards greater mental health and the reality of getting to where you are today. Absolutely. It would be a joy for me to share. I am so thankful. And as I look back on my personal journey, there's a decorative sign in our family room and the words on it say, it's not where you go in life. Mm. It's who you have beside you that matters. Mm. So good. That quote has a dual meaning for me. Mm -hmm. And I have to point out the first who that I must acknowledge is God. Amen. Uh, There's a hymn that I have grown up loving and still from time to time will even sing to myself. And Mm -hmm. it's named, He Was There All the Time. Mm. I Mm. am certainly sure that God was there all the time. Amen. Um, After experiencing early childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. it certainly had a long time effect on my physical relational, and even, of course, mental health. Mm -hmm. As early as age 10, I was very angry, depressed, and even convinced that life was not worth living, Mm. which led to my first suicide attempt at age 12. Wow. And I've oftentimes wondered, how did I even know that suicide was a thing? Mm, And that's when I... Uh, certainly can begin to know that Satan was already present Mm. alongside me, realizing that God was there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many more years passed, and uh, matter of fact, to be exact, it would be 10. Mm -hmm. And I had several more lows and highs, but I truly began the journey towards greater mental health after my first year of marriage and giving birth to our first son, mm-hmm. postpartum depression mm-hmm. set in. Mm-hmm. And it, it really compounded with the things that I had been dealing with for nearly 10 years before that. Right. After that, I realized that I had a new life. I had a new family. Mm-hmm. I had a new career. Mm-hmm. All these things were new when I was supposed to be happy. Mm-hmm. I had a new baby in my arms, but I couldn't find the joy every day right. to get up and live that life. Right. And so before I knew it, everything quickly started coming down on my shoulders, mm-hmm. literally felt like a weight. Right. And before I knew it, I had what most of us would refer to as a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the hardest thing to go back and think about is how quickly the decline came. Before I knew it, I was no longer able to function as I was usually able to. I Mm -hmm. couldn't 
I couldn't remember things. I was frustrated all the time. Mm. I wasn't feeling like getting up and going to do what I had wanted to do all my life, which was teach school. Right. I loved my son. I loved my husband, mm-hmm. but I just didn't think that I was worth their mm. time. And wow. it was just all of a sudden, all these different things came to mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for the sake of time, I'll say that that quick decline led me to being admitted to a behavioral health unit. Mm-hmm. We many times refer to that as, in joking, we'll say the crazy house. Right, right. And when I found myself there, I realized it was not a joke. Mm, I realized right. that it was real. Come on. And that everyone in there with me were individuals who literally could not have ever imagined that is where their life would lead Right, them. right. I was in the hospital with doctors and lawyers and pastors Mm -hmm. and dentists and Mm. people who I'll never forget because the impact of realizing, okay, I'm not alone. Right. Was somehow comforting, even in an uncomfortable situation. Mm -hmm. And so that led to a lot of psychological evals. And finally it was revealed that my diagnosis was bipolar depression. Mm -hmm. That was hard to hear. Right. And it was hard to understand, but I can say that, you know, that led to an extensive treatment plan being developed. Mm -hmm. And personally, when I began to accept it and give it attention, Mm -hmm. I was able to start to walk through a process that certainly paid off Amen. as I learned methods and strategies to apply to my daily life. Mm The number one thing that I did, and I certainly believe that is important for anyone to do, is to become educated about mental health specific, Mm -hmm. understanding our brains and the imbalances and why we're suffering. Right. When I did that, I was so empowered and ultimately it led to my personal determination and absolute reliance on God Amen. to get to where I am today. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say enough about how everyone's journey will be different, mm-hmm. but if you will certainly take on the task of taking care of you and relying on God and giving up the pride that will not allow you Come to on. say, Hey, uh, this is, this is tough and mm-hmm. I can't do it any longer by myself. Mm-hmm. We can truly get to the point where we can have the reality of what God really desires for us to have. Amen. And that is life and more abundantly, according Mm -hmm. to John 10 and 10. Mm -hmm. And so what I have been reading since I was in Sunday school and what I have been experiencing since I was a child, as far as singing and hearing scripture and hearing the preach word, when it became something that I literally needed to be able to Mm. move every day, that's when I figured out, that was the only way my journey would get to a better place. And I'm so thankful Amen. that he's brought me to that place. Mm, yeah. And I'm able to share now with you and whoever else is willing to listen mm-hmm. that there is hope in God. Amen. Oh, so beautiful, PJ. I love I love your Praise vulnerability um, to share that, but also the strength that you just that you just hear in your voice to know that, like you said, you had to surrender that pride. And then Absolutely. from that, this process of healing began. Um, yes. And that's so important. It's so essential. Um, mental health awareness is so important and it impacts far more of us, I think, than maybe we even realize. Um, yes. You don't ever know when you're at the grocery store or you're at church or you're at work or school who's struggling with what because it isn't like a cast on a leg, right? Mm, you can't right. see it. And so you don't even know what triage needs to be applied because you can't see it. And so I think that's why it's so important for us to have this awareness, which is what my heart is about this podcast is so just true. mental health awareness. And I've witnessed in my own life, the impact of mental health um, Mm -hmm. at its best and at Mm -hmm. its worst um, with close members of my family. You know, I've been in the trenches with family members as they battle depression and bipolar disorder. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've seen them come out of the trenches, much like you, with victory under their belts. And 
um, awareness and knowledge and mm-hmm. a game plan of how they're going to, you know, battle this and um, right. a medical team alongside them who are committed yes. to their success and their health and well-being. Um, but unfortunately, I've also witnessed um, the worst where the victory yes. doesn't come. You know, I... So. So true. Yeah, the um, you know, I witnessed the grips of paranoid schizophrenia that yes. took the life of my brother-in-law um, wow. back in 2010 through suicide after he battled it for nearly 20 years, mm. um, and you know the devastating loss of of his life for our family. But then to know that God loved him and yes. God had a plan for his life, um, and that there was help that was needed and help that was given that just still didn't do what he needed it to do. And he lost hope and Mm -hmm. the hopelessness for him was that he couldn't continue hurting people and being Mm -hmm. hurt and continue facing the battlefield of his own mind. And so he chose to take his life and the place that we as a family had to come with that, um, was just remembering God's love for him and remembering that perhaps his healing came on the other side of eternity. You know, if you are facing a situation that feels hopeless, go get help from a professional. But remember Mm -hmm. that beyond any professional help that we can ever get, we have to put our trust, our hope, our faith, and our absolute dependence on Jesus. And it's like you said, PJ, that you learned all of these lessons as a kid Mm -hmm. growing up in church. And songs that you sang, and they didn't really hit you until Mm -hmm. they were your complete and total life support. Absolutely. You are so correct. And I really would like to encourage people to focus on what you know. Mm -hmm. And many times we forget what we know. That's right. And it's the enemy's job to make us forget. Mm -hmm. But we do know that the spirit will bring all things back to our remembrance. Mm -hmm. And that that's what the spirit is there for. Even make an intercession for us when we don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. We can't figure it out. God always has a way to get it back to us. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. Amen. Amen. And it was interesting in your story about postpartum depression because I suffered um, from postpartum depression after the, um, you know, birth of our daughter. And Mm -hmm. I spent time, you know, in counseling um, for that. And over the grief of infertility, we've struggled with infertility for years. Mm -hmm. Um, We've lost pregnancies and, um, you know, I had childhood and, and adolescent trauma that I had to work through that I am currently in therapy working through some of those things still um, and it, it is that relinquishing of pride where you can say you know what it's okay that I need to go to mm-hmm. therapy and talk to somebody about this um, it's been such a valuable tool in my story and me oh, gaining yes. mental clarity and maintaining my mental and emotional health um, and so even if that may be your next step if you just need to talk through some things find a counselor and go to therapy um, and and gain like PJ said those tools and strategies for your life and I want to be real tender right here because This is a tender topic, right? Um, And I want to be tender to say that anxiety and depression and bipolar disorder and schizophrenia and any of the others, um, you know, on the table, they're all mental health conditions that deserve the attention Mm -hmm. of a medical team. They deserve that attention. Um, We have to take steps as a society to remove the stigma that's associated with these conditions so that people can be encouraged to seek the help that they need. And so I just wonder, PJ, like for somebody listening, how would you encourage them um, if they they need help or medical assistance? How would you encourage them or maybe even um, redirect someone who's self-medicating with alcohol or drugs or some other addictive behavior? What might you encourage or say to them, those people who recognize that they need help, but they haven't gotten it yet? Oh, that's such a great question. And while I have to acknowledge that it was most important and intentional that I trust God's presence in my life Mm -hmm. every day, there were some things that I needed some help with. Right. It is most definitely both a natural and spiritual battle. Come on. And so 
you mentioned earlier someone having on a cast and being able to see that mm-hmm. well obviously that person had some type of accident which led them to go to the doctor which in turn gave them the cast mm-hmm. and so i'd like to say that mental health is much like that mm-hmm. something's broken mm-hmm. Come on. and something's not operating the way that it should right. and so that would lead us to go seek help mm. to find something that can alleviate the pain, right. much like a headache, mm-hmm. diabetes, mm-hmm. blood pressure, mm-hmm. you name it. It all comes to the same thing, mm-hmm. needing help. Right. And so I would encourage anyone to trust their instincts when it comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be very tricky. Mm-hmm. It's like the overall wellness of how you think, how you regulate your feelings and mm-hmm. and even how you behave. Right. And so if you have experienced a significant and consistent disturbance mm-hmm. in your regular way of doing things, it's imperative that you go and you seek help. Oh, so good. I can say that if you're not strong enough to make that decision on your own, reaching out to a loved one, mm-hmm. whether it be a family member, a friend, or a coworker, mm-hmm. they want to see you be your best you. Yes. And so going with someone many times might be the answer to get you to what you need. I'd like to liken it to something like if you were in a swimming pool and found yourself unexpectedly drowning, mm. you would be reaching out to see if someone could reach back to you. And so I think that for me, mental health, many times those battles that I've had throughout the years have felt like I was underwater. Mm -hmm. And all I needed was to just lift my hand and someone began to pull me up. Mm. And so when we will lift our hands up, we're of course lifting our hands and surrender to God saying, Mm -hmm. okay, I need you. But also we might need a team, Mm. loved ones, doctors, Come on. counselors or therapists, mm-hmm. our pharmacists, whoever mm-hmm. gets involved, right. it's necessary that they are there so that we have the appropriate support. Yes, yes. And when you mentioned self-medicating, I did absolutely have to think about the fact that I never really got into much um, substance abuse, but mm-hmm. I did have a battle with it in college mm-hmm. and it was alcohol. And mm-hmm. now I know that that's what I was doing. Right. I was trying to suppress the emotions mm-hmm. and the feelings and things that did not feel good. Mm-hmm. And then later on, this is going to sound a little different, but it was my experience. Mm-hmm. I began to use church and worship mm-hmm. as a sedative. Wow. And so I would make it to wow. the house of God on Wednesday or Sunday mm-hmm. and use that. I thought going to church would be enough. I Mm. thought that going to the altar to get prayer or even singing in the choir on the praise team Mm -hmm. would bring me some relief. Mm -hmm. And so in in a way, I was Mm self-medicating with my religious activities. Wow. And I later found out that no matter if it's a substance or if it's some type of routine that we are getting in, it only will mask the symptoms for a temporary amount of time. Wow it will not be able to be a permanent fix. So it leads us to realizing that we need to go and find a way to work through what we're experiencing. Mm. I know that for me, navigating through all the things that were happening to me, and it seems like it all was coming fast and hard, Mm -hmm. I had to make sure that I found what was comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And so I say again, everyone's going to have a different experience. Right. But if we will find the proper and effective alternatives to self-medication, mm-hmm. our journey can be different. Mm-hmm. And there, there is a solution out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, I now talk about how I went from the things that were not healthy to a healthy regiment. And and it had to change several times. Right. I tell the story of how I felt like I was taking one pill to get up, mm-hmm. one pill to stay awake throughout mm-hmm. the day Come and to on. move and function. Yeah. And then another one to put me to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. But that's what it took. Right. I was going to therapy right down the street from where I was working, teaching school and almost embarrassed 
or, or absolutely embarrassed yeah, and yeah. thinking each time I got out of my car and walked into this clinic that surely someone saw my car parked there. Mm-hmm. And and but but that therapy session originally twice a week was mm-hmm. what I needed. Right. And right. then it was once a week mm-hmm. and then it was once every two weeks and mm-hmm. then it was once a month. And then I was I was great for some period of time. And then I had to go back and then that happened several times. Right. And I, I've gone many years without therapy mm-hmm. until about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the sovereignty of God and I said, you know what? Even before you reached out to me, Danny, I had gone back to therapy to continue working through some things. And I said, now I can truly say that it's never truly over. Mm. It is something that we have to give attention to and make sure that we're seeking out the proper help for Mm. so that we don't fall into the trap of self-medicating and doing things that are not healthy for us. Mm -hmm. And so I say, whoever needs to do that, Go get help. Try to come away from those things mm-hmm. that are harmful to you and know that there is a perfect plan that God has designed for you. Amen. Amen. I mean, I feel like you just took this whole conversation to a, like a whole other level that now we need to have a whole second podcast to talk about. <laughs> right. Maybe so. <laughs> um, I mean, because the fact that you're sharing about that you used something that looked really healthy, like worship Mm -hmm. and being at Mm -hmm. church, something Mm -hmm. that looks really healthy, but for you wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily a healthy practice because you were simply using it to mask, as you said, this deeper ache, this deeper need, this deeper Mm -hmm. um, just deficit that was inside of you. And so, man, that just like opens a whole other can of worms, you know, Um, because we could be, every single week gathering with people in worship yes. who yes. potentially could be doing the same things who you, are you using a routine to mask a deeper mm-hmm. hurt. And yes, that just, um, in my heart just mobilizes my empathy and my compassion to say, God, mm-hmm. help me see, help me see oh, who maybe it could be that, that needs, you know, just that boost of confidence to say, you can approach this differently or let's get a different kind of help. Um, instead of just continuing to mask something because you can only cover something up for so long and, um, man, getting to the root of that problem. And so it's so just incredible that you mentioned that, um, as your own form of, of, um, coping or self-medicating, um, Mm -hmm. and that it really wasn't a true coping mechanism until you got down to the root of the problem and uprooted it. And then your worship shifts and changes um, because of the health that then exists inside of your person. And so, man, that's just incredible. Um, And I want to be direct again. I want to be tender, but I also want to be direct, just like you were saying um, Mm -hmm. about, you know, people who are diagnosed with a mental illness. You know, if you've been been given medication by a doctor and they've told Mm -hmm. you to stay on it, stay on it. You know, take care of yourself the way that your medical team has Mm -hmm. recommended. Um, That's what you should do. You know, someone like you mentioned diabetes, if they're supposed to take insulin for the rest of their lives, then that's Mm -hmm. okay. And we would not encourage them to do anything different. And so mental illness is, it's the same thing. If there's a medication that your doctor and your team has said that you need to take, like you said, to get up, to stay awake, to go to bed, fall Follow the recommendation of your medical team um, because your illness like deserves that attention um, Mm -hmm. just like any other illness. And so there's no shame in caring for your brain. You know, there's no, no shame in taking care of yourself. Um, But I love how you said, PJ, that this battle is both a natural battle and a supernatural Mm -hmm. battle. And we've talked a a bit about the natural component of this battle and strategies and plans that you can implement, whether it's medication or different strategies or therapy for your life. Um, But there are also spiritual things that we can do to prepare ourselves for the Mm -hmm. battlefield of our minds. So I just wonder if you'll share with us some of your daily practices that help you to maintain mental peace and to arm yourself for the mental attacks of the enemy on a spiritual side of things. I would be happy to share. And I want to first go back to something you said earlier. Okay. 
And that is the mentioning of making sure you are taking a really, really good look at what your medical team has decided, Mm -hmm. especially as it pertains to medication. Mm -hmm. I have many times given the testimony and will share very briefly of how I was told that I would be on medication for the rest of my life. Mm. And I accepted it in that moment Mm -hmm. and then went back on it several times, Mm -hmm. was not obedient to the doctor's orders and was not getting better. Mm. Then I finally had an encounter with God, I'll say. Mm -hmm. And he literally told me I needed to be obedient to what had been put in place. Mm. And once I walked in that obedience, it was literally 12 months that God allowed me to go to my doctor and speak to him about reducing that medication. Wow. And this was after over 10 years of being on medication, going on, going off. And I can tell you that when we went to the doctor, we had that conversation. And I say we because my husband was in in agreement with me. Right. And that's important as well. Absolutely. Um, We decided that I would reduce it and then finally was able to come off of the medication Mm -hmm. altogether. So I've been medication free for 10 years. Amen. However, I tell people that's my story and that's how it worked for me. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to be embarrassed about if you need to do that for however long, Mm -hmm. even if that includes it means the rest of your life. Right. So I wanted to go back and say that because I promised someone who heard me speak one day mm-hmm. that I would always make sure I give that message as well. Amen. That it's it's not anything wrong to go and make sure you stay with that medical team's instructions. Amen. Thank you now, for adding that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Getting back to those things that are daily practices for me, mm-hmm. um, in order for me to live my best life, mm-hmm. uh, my daily practices for maintaining mental peace begin immediately when I realize I'm awake, mm-hmm. my eyes open, and a sense of gratitude floods my spirit. Mm. I literally take the time every single morning to give thanks for just having another day. Mm. Amen. Because I realize how many times I tried to take my life. I mm-hmm. realize how many times I did not want to be alive. Mm. I I know for a fact that there were days that I felt like I was leaving here. And so I'm always starting with gratitude. Amen. Beyond that gratitude, I then take a conscious and dedicated approach to focusing on choosing to realize the potential of the day. Mm, so my that. husband oftentimes has asked me, how do you really maintain being so mentally well after he literally saw it from a different perspective sure. than anyone and everyone? Sure. He knows the lows, and mm-hmm. I mean the low lows. Right. And he asked me, you know, what can I tell people when they ask me, how does she do it? And I would say it's just like pulling up to a drive through and choosing the number one or the number five. Mm-hmm. It would be just like going to your closet to choose the blue sweater or the pink sweater. Mm-hmm. We have to make a choice because I can choose to lay in the bed and cry all day. I have plenty of reasons that I could do that. Right. Or I can choose to get up and approach the day and see what God has for me. Amen. And that's just the way that I look at it each day. Amen. I also do that by looking at my calendar and I and I get excited about what the day holds. Mm-hmm. And then I go into what I call my Jesus and coffee time. Come on. <laughs> um, which includes a cup of coffee and, and a conversation with God mm. on a daily basis yeah. without fail. Mm-hmm. Because I know that routines are good for those who suffer from mental health. Mm-hmm. And not only routines, but positive routines. Right. And so that time with him in the mornings to pray and to read my Bible and to do things just with me and my father, Mm -hmm. that is so crucial to me. Mm -hmm. Um, That also helps me to ward off the enemy and and get ahead of him for whatever he might have planned for my day. That's right. Because I realize that he's been working all night long. Mm. He's been peeking into my calendar and finding ways that he can put his uh, two cents in wherever Mm -hmm. he can. Mm -hmm. And so I'll say that there's nothing wrong with making sure you just start with that gratitude, have that time with God, and then start your day 
realizing that you can go about the day Mm -hmm. without having the ups and downs that you've always had because I think we get stuck into what's always been this way and it's always going to be this way Mm -hmm. I refuse to believe that right come on I have all the time said that now I realize nothing's wrong with me but it's what's right with God. Mm. And that's what makes the devil so mad. Come on. Is that there's really nothing wrong with me, but there's a whole lot right with God. And because I've chosen to walk with him, Mm. the enemy is his job to be after me. Mm. So in addition to those things, I guess I could add in that these are not things I necessarily do daily, but that I do often. Mm -hmm. And that would be exercising, Mm -hmm. taking care of my physical body. Mm Mm-hmm. Also surrounding myself with my three men, as I call them, mm-hmm. my husband and two sons, but also positive people yeah. are so important. Right. We have to rid our lives of those things or people mm-hmm. who would come against our well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, I also find myself, one of my, my mechanisms, my tools and my strategies is doing nice things for other people, Right. finding random reasons to laugh and enjoy life. <laughs> I, I can't it. say enough about those things that I've just found that kind of speak to my personality and mm-hmm. who God made me to be that really helped me to maintain my mental health. Yeah. And I guess lastly, I'd say that ample rest mm. and making sure that I am more conscious of what I need it's it's okay. I told the ladies of Changing Lives Ministries in January that in this season, it's okay to be selfish. Mm. We need to focus on self-care mm-hmm. so that we can take care of our families and so that we can take care of others and ultimately the work of God. Amen. So as much as I would like to say I know all the answers, I'm really still figuring it out. Yeah. But I do know that I am and whose I am Amen. is the way that I approach every day in maintaining my mental health wellness. Mm, I love it. And I love that all of those things are so practical. There's not some like ethereal, far off, unattainable idea. Like these are all practical things that we can do Mm -hmm. each and every Mm -hmm. day or each and every week um, for some of those other things that really do help adjust and maintain the the function and focus of our minds. Um, Mm -hmm. Because really it is like what we allow to take root in our mind, absolutely. what we allow to manifest itself in our life. It's so crucial to not just our mental health, but our overall health. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. and I, I kept thinking about Ephesians 6 when we were having this conversation. Yes. And it's so important, as you said, this is a natural battle and a supernatural battle for us mm-hmm. to remember in verse 12 and 13, where it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, so this is that Mm. action step. Therefore, Mm -hmm. put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. And I I just, I'm always so encouraged because at that last line, after Mm -hmm. you have done everything, everything, stand. And, you know, that's that's doing all of the things that scripture tells us to do. And then all of these practical strategies for our everyday lives to care for and take care of our physical bodies, our emotional health, our conversational relationship with our father, who is so eager to hear from us and to talk to us every single day. Um, And so some of us, maybe we just need to battle down some of our thoughts, Mm -hmm. some of our pretenses, our mindsets, and we have to acknowledge that there's a war. There's a war for our mind. Um, yes, there's, so right. there's a battlefield and we have to get in on the fight or we fall prey to this pattern of the world, this pattern of negativity and hatred and prejudice and lust and greed and jealousy and envy and on and on and on. And it makes me think again about Romans 12, 2, where it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be so transformed by the renewing mm-hmm. of your mind. Then yes. you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And this is a daily thing, right? 
that we're daily being renewed by the Lord and we're daily following the the care and direction of our medical team. We're daily following the word of God and what it what it is um, ordering and ordaining for our lives. We're daily following these strategies and practices for better health. It's a daily renewing of our minds. And so, man, I feel like we could talk about this for just (laughs) hours on end. Um, But I want to give you a chance if there's anything else that you maybe want to want to share with us. um, Sure. Any final thoughts before we kind of wrap it up? Yes. um, First, it's just certainly my prayer that you, first of all, realize how blessed I am to have this opportunity to share with you and your listeners. And also to just mention, I know we're going to talk about it at the end, but that I was able to finally, after many years, put together this story of my life and Mm -hmm. I many times say it's his story Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm so grateful that I've been able to give people an an insightful look into my life and in my book I was able to share some things in more depth and and I can tell you that for many years as I would sit down to write little by little situations would arise and I would stop and Mm -hmm. and I would be wondering if when this was over if my husband, my children, different people who knew me would be embarrassed, if they mm. would be upset, if they would judge me, if right. people would look at me differently. And then finally, I reached a point that I realized that this was certainly, as you said in the beginning, it was something that I had to realize was just a part of the way that God was going to show himself mm to others. Mm -hmm. I didn't like at first being his, um, I guess I could say, picture of what you might have to go through in order to realize the glory of God over Mm -hmm. your life. I mean, we don't, we don't ask for that space, but at the same time, I'm so excited to say that he is someone who we can lean into to find that redemption. Mm -hmm. He is a restorer. There is nothing too hard for God. We've, Mm. we've said that scripture for so many years. Mm -hmm. He is Jehovah. Mm -hmm. He is um, the Lord, our healer. He's, Mm -hmm. he's the great physician. And so while we might not want to actually live up to what we're really facing, Mm -hmm. we have such a great opportunity if we would just give ourselves to him Mm -hmm. to know that he is there for us and he wants us to live in victory. Amen. I, I many times tell people that I, I had no idea how much God loved me Mm -hmm. until I went through every bit of what I've discussed today and what I've said more in detail in my autobiography, Mm -hmm. my personal battle with the mind. And we know that the mind is the leader of all actions. Mm -hmm. Uh, My, my purse, my personal journey with my own mind was probably my biggest battle that I've ever had Mm -hmm. because it was in my mind that I couldn't get over the rejection. It was in my mind that I was hesitant to trust God's divine plan. Mm. But once I got to the place where I knew it was necessary for me to seek out help, Mm -hmm. he literally made life better than I ever could have imagined. And what he's done for me, because he is not a respecter of persons, Mm. he wants to give to all of his people Mm -hmm. that abundance and that victory. Mm -hmm. And certainly to be able to say that you're resilient and that he has a absolute divine plan that you can trust. I always say that he's going to give us the ability to overcome obstacles, find forgiveness and discover our destiny. Mm. And I have a tagline that I've been using here lately and certainly try to live every day. I'm so blessed that God allows me to live freely and Mm. love deeply. So I want to just thank you for the opportunity to be free enough to share this story with Mm. you and to fall deeper in love with God, Mm -hmm. my family, and so many sweet friends like yourself who've Mm. been supportive and loving as I minister and share 
the goodness of God with the world. Amen. I just, I just, I keep saying I just love you, but I just love you. Um, <laughs> I, love you. I love your depth, your heart, your joy, um, just the sincerity with which you deliver all things. And I love, I love that Praise tagline. God. I love that tagline. So good. Yes, live freely and love deeply. Mm, amen. And when I think about you, I sent you this this psalm the other day, but Psalm mm-hmm. one eighteen seventeen, and it says, "I will not die, but live." And we'll proclaim what the Lord has done. And so to anybody listening, just remember that that's the hope and the promise for our life, that we will live and and then proclaim what the Lord has done in us and through Mm -hmm. us. Um, And that that verse just beautifully depicts your life to me um, because your 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 life and your ministry are just beautiful. And I want you to tell our listeners um, just how they can follow you, how they can learn more about your ministry, how they could purchase your book. Um, Tell us a little bit about it and um, share with them how they can just get in touch with you if they wanted to have you out to their church or um, just get more information about your ministry. Well, thank you for that opportunity. I can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Chanel PJ Yarbrough. I just, it's not a fan page. It's not a public figure page. It's open to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I want to be available to God's people. Amen. Also, if you are interested in Born a Statistic, I do have a website, www.bornastatistic.com. That is where a book can be actually ordered and an autographed copy can be sent to you. Awesome. But also the book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and other outlets awesome. that you can find on the internet. And we are always thankful for opportunities to minister. And so the best way to reach me for ministry-related events would be syrevealedministries at yahoo.com, syrevealedministries at yahoo.com, which is an email where I send people to to talk to me about what they would like for me to do to hopefully help advance the kingdom of God. Thank Amen. you so much for letting me share that information, Danny. Amen. It's a joy because um, my heart, along with yours, is just to propel the gospel of Jesus throughout the world. And sure. um, any chance that I get to champion a sister of the faith, um, a giant of the faith like you are, who is mm. um, just paving the way for um, health and wellness um, and and love and depth and growth for the Lord, is it's a joy to be able to share that. So again, I'm so super thankful for your yes to be on the show today, your vulnerability to share your heart and your story, um, your transparency to not hold back, but to share the truth and the fullness of what God's brought you through and who God's making you. And I'm just so super thankful for the connection we've made, the friendship that we're building and all that God's going to continue to do as we continue to partner together um, in ministry. So thank you again for being with us on the show today. And thank you for having me, you beautiful soul who literally is called to do so many great things in this ministry. And I am just glad to be alongside you doing this work. And so thank you again. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. I sincerely pray that your heart and mind were softened and enlightened towards God and the goodness that he intends for your life. If you would like to gain access to the study guide for this episode, which includes scripture references, study questions, and even some journal prompts, you can subscribe to my website at dannyhardy.com to receive that exclusive access to these resources and others. You can also follow me on Instagram at dannyhardy1 so that you can stay up to date on this ministry and the ways that God is moving in this season. On the next episode of the It Is Well podcast, I'll be hosting a beautiful new friend in ministry with you guys. Y'all, the topic is so relevant to this time that we are in. She is a deep, deep soul with so much wisdom, and she's just fun. So make plans to join me again as we continue to dive into the well that God is for us and the wellness that God has for us. I'm overjoyed to be on this journey and can't wait to chat with you again. I'll talk to you soon. If you are encouraged by today's podcast and believe it will be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate it and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. And thanks for listening.